Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, All nice. right. We are here. First episode of the Zoo and Goo podcast. I am your host, Malik Gonzalez. And I am also the host, Zoo. Kostas <laughs> is the other host. All right. We're going to get started today with the NBA and the NBA Finals. Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Going to be a very interesting series. I don't think it will go the distance. I think the Lakers will win in five games, maybe six. But what do you think, Zoo? All right, thank you, Goo, for the introduction. I'm thinking that the Lakers are going to beat the Heat in six games. I'm thinking the story of this series is can the Heat slow down Anthony Davis? Can Bam Adebayo handle Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard at the same time? Because they're going to be throwing all their big men at him, including JaVale McGee. I think that Jimmy Butler can slow down LeBron on the perimeter, but it's going to be tough. And I'm going to say that the Heat might steal two games, but that's about it. No, Jimmy Butler cannot slow down LeBron James. Jimmy Butler can barely slow down Jalen Brown. He's not going to be able to slow down LeBron James. I think it's going to let him go in five games. I think the Heat might maybe steal the second game of the series because of just they have a deeper bench and they have more three-point shooters. But they have, like, it's just a better team all around, and they'll, they'll definitely win this series. For sure, and look for Kobe, and that'd be a great storyline. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate that Celtics couldn't beat the Heat. I feel like they definitely could have won that series. But that deflating block in game one really turned the tide of the series for the Heat. Indeed. All right. I'd also like to congratulate, uh, what team was it, Tampa Bay Lightning? That won the Stanley Cup? Ah, yes, the Lightning. Victor Hedman was the con Smythe, which is the MVP for the playoffs. And uh, that's all we know about that topic. Yeah, I mean, not really the biggest hockey fan there, but I think that was like the first time they've won in a very long time. So congratulations to all the Tampa Bay Lightning fans out there. And I know the MLB, uh, I think playoffs are starting. Playoffs are happening right now. Yeah, I'm also not a very big baseball fan, but we all know that Zoo is. (laughs) Zoo is a Nationals fan, and I'm more of an anti baseball person but hopefully whoever wins in the world series wins all right and to the main topic of our podcast we're going to go segue right into football and we will be doing this podcast every tuesday right after the football slate and we'll be making our picks at the end of the podcast for who we think is going to win in our top 10 teams so we're going to start off with the cowboys and the seahawks in that uh, exciting high scoring shootout game All right, well, I got to say one thing. The Cowboys cannot consistently play from behind. They cannot win if they do this. They're going to have to they're going to have to score in the first quarter and score on their first drive. They haven't scored on their opening drive in a while, and they also haven't gotten a lead in the first quarter in a while. They need to play up tempo and they need to give the ball to Zeke as much as they can because Zeke Zeke if if Zeke's going then this offense is going. Yeah, they're not really a time possession type of offense. They're more of a can we score as fast as possible. And that was my main concern, especially on their defensive side when I saw them draft C.D. Lamb in the first round of the draft. I was Instead of thinking, wow, what a great offense, I was like, what, what about this defense? Because their defense is awful. 
their defense is completely awful at getting outscored. I think their defense probably has let over a thousand points and not a thousand, a hundred points in three games. So yeah, they also cannot play from behind. That's where all of Dak's major numbers come in from behind our garbage time points. And they're one play away from being 0-3. So they are not a very good team. Let's see if they can turn it around in October, which is coming up. But right now, they're not looking very good, not looking too shabby. No, no, they are not. I also want to talk about the Seahawks, though. we got to talk about Russell Wilson. He is the MVP, leading MVP candidate right now, in my opinion. But let's talk a little bit about Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and the rest of that receiving core and how Russell Wilson has sort of elevated the play of of them, even though DK and Tyler Lockett are very good wide receivers. you got to be thinking that Russell Wilson plays a huge part in the fact that they are top wide receivers in the league. Yeah, he's a playmaker. uh, He was one of the best playmakers in the league. He's able to put up crazy numbers like 14 touchdowns in three games with a terrible offensive line and no tight end. But he's, he's, he's got a fullback, Jacob Hollister, as his tight end. He's able to make every everyone works with Russell Wilson. You could give him probably some guy from Walmart, and he would catch 50 balls and 500 yards, and he'd, they'd make it work. So, I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's obviously the leading MVP candidate. Let's see if he can keep up this production. I don't think he'll be able to, especially running around all the time. they got to figure out that offensive line. They also don't have a very good defense. The games that they've won have been edged out solely because of Russell Wilson. That defense has also allowed a ton of points and almost let Cam and Dak beat them, which is troublesome. Yeah, they've got to get a little bit better on the pass rush and on the run stop, I think. Jamal Adams, though, is very good, and I think that that was a key addition because without Jamal Adams, they probably would not have won all these games so far this year. Yeah, they have a weak secondary, and it's getting weaker with injuries and yeah, uh, you're going to have to figure that out. Maybe at the dead trade deadline. Who knows? Who knows what they'll do? All right. And the next topic we have is Chiefs and Ravens. That not very close Monday night football game. It wasn't very close at all. The question is, who are we most concerned with? I will go first. I'm going to say I'm most concerned with um, Lamar Jackson and his not – subpar play offensively. Um you got to you got to you got to give me more than 97 yards against your rival. I mean, the Chiefs, you're going to end up playing these guys in the in the um in the conference championship game and if you make it there, I mean, Lamar Lamar has not proven in big games that he is a big game quarterback. Guys like guys like money off of being big game quarterbacks. So you gotta Lamar's gotta show us something. Yeah, I have to agree. They haven't they haven't beaten the Chiefs ever. I don't think at least with Lamar Jackson, they are unable to beat the Chiefs. They're able to win those big games like the playoffs. Lamar's gonna step up in those big games. He plays big teams. You know he's really good against the the Browns and the and the Bengals when those teams aren't very good. But he's got to be able to step it up when he plays top tier teams like. Like the Chiefs, but that that game was also a big confidence booster, definitely for the Chiefs. After a lousy performance against the Chargers last week, which they barely escaped with a win, Patrick Mahomes really got shut down by that Chargers defensive front. Got sacked a whole bunch, but they were still able to pull out that win. And I still think they're the team to beat in the AFC right now. Definitely. Yeah, but another team to beat in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills, who are three and zero. 
I know they're three and zero and leading the top of the AFC East. How do you feel about the Bills so far this season? Well, the defense has been actually underwhelming so far, I'll say, but I think that they're going to figure that out. Um, one thing though that I'll say about Josh Allen is obviously he's played really well and he's probably a top ten, maybe top five quarterback in the league right now, but he's got to stop fumbling the ball. And when you watch him play. He makes some really dumb decisions that, like, they you've got to cut that down. Like, he tried to do – he was past the line of scrimmage, about to get tackled, and he tried to do a backwards pass to one of his running backs late in the game. And that was just – that was just a terrible play and really could have been bad for the for the Bills there. So, got to, got to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, what worries me about the Bills is their second-half adjustments. They really don't seem to play significantly well after the halftime. You've seen them give up leads to the Dolphins and the Rams. Despite winning those games, they're still, they're still giving up big leads and giving these teams hope. they got to figure out how to do better adjustments, I guess. Well, it's hard to adjust when you're winning and you're doing everything right, but you got to be able to adjust to the other team's adjustments after halftime. Another team in that AFC East that is doing much better than expected is the New England Patriots, who are two and zero, two and one, and they could be three and zero if Cam Newton rushes in the end zone uh, against the Seahawks. How do you feel about the Patriots so far? Uh, I think that the only problem that I have with the Patriots is can the defense consistently stop the run because they've had a really tough time stopping the run this year, and teams like the Ravens, if they play the Ravens in the playoffs or even in the regular season, they're going to have a field day against that against that um, rush defense. So it's going to be a tough time, but I think that Cam is is going to be able to carry that offense, and I like what I've seen out of Rex Burkhead last week, which was amazing, stepping in for James White, who had to sit out because of the tragic death of his of his father. Um so you gotta. But I like I like the Patriots so far. I think I think they I think they'll be a I think they'll be a maybe conference championship, probably not Super Bowl, but conference championship probably their ceiling. Yeah, their defense. You know, I was actually surprised in how they shut down Josh Jacobs on Sunday because you know I'm a Patriots fan. I expect him to get big numbers like every other running back that plays against the Patriots. But they did a pretty good job. They held him like 60 yards, I think, in a fumble which was good to see. But I think the Patriots just need to make a move at the trade deadline and maybe get a wide receiver like Allen Robinson from the Bears because they're one big-time wide receiver away from, I think, really moving themselves in the right direction and possibly matching up well against the Chiefs and the Ravens. But also missing Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung and all those different defenders who opted out of the season because of the virus is also taking a big hit to the Patriots. I'm a Patriots fan, so looking pretty good this year so far. I would say, but a big matchup against the Chiefs on Sunday, and we'll be letting you know how we feel about that matchup later in the episode. So, segueing into our next segment about fantasy football. Uh, a big week for some teams, smaller week for others. My team, in a total, had two touchdowns, which is not very good, and I am now one and two. And <laughs> Zoo is now two and one, as he beat me this week in fantasy, but... Any waiver wire pickups that you see on the fantasy that you would like to show? Well, I would say I'm looking at it, and in our league, there's not a lot of people that are really eye-popping good. I would stay away from any Giants player at all because they're going to be the worst team in the league. 
One guy I would consider picking up is Chase Edmonds because he might start getting a little bit more of the of the load over there in San Francisco or in Arizona. Um, but you know, I'm looking at it and I would think about Carlos Hyde because the starting running back Chris Carson for the Seahawks got injured. I've actually already put up a claim for Carlos Hyde, and yeah, I would I'll take him from you. putting up Carlos Hyde if I were any of you guys. Um, and then. The Miami running back, um, I forgot his name, but he is, he's a good, uh, he would be a good pickup in some of the 10-person leagues. And I'll also look for maybe Hunter Renfro, if you're thinking for a flex wide receiver. Yeah, Miles Gaskin should be okay, but nothing special. You know, for defensive pickups, I'm picking any defense that plays the Jets for the rest of the year, because they are awful. The Jets are, are something else, but. Well, there are pickups, I guess. Yeah, Carlos Hyde is a good one because Chris Carson will be out this week. Um, depending on if George Kittle returns, Jordan Reed is also out, so their third string tight end, I guess, would be a good pickup. He played pretty good with their backup quarterback, but I'm almost 100% sure Kittle will be back this week. And any of the Patriots running backs is like a gamble because you never know which one is going to play well in the week ahead. Exactly. Another pickup that you might consider is Mo Alley Cox, the tight end for the Colts. He's gotten pretty decent production the last two weeks. I know last week he only had 50 yards and three receptions, but the week before, got to be looking at that five receptions, 111 yard game. You got to be thinking good things. Philip Rivers likes his tight ends. Got to remember that. Yeah, well, I, I had him on my team, and then I switched him out for Jordan Reed. And, you know, of course, he scored the touchdown, and Jordan Reed gets injured, so you never know. Fantasy is always a lucky game. You got to gotta take your chances and pick your picks. And this week was just not my week. Hopefully, I'll be able to bounce back next week. So, last week when I picked the games for the podcast, we I picked 11 winners, three losers, and one tie because the Eagles and Bengals tied. And this week, we will also be picking our teams for who we think is going to win. You can go first. Starting with the Thursday night matchup of who is it this week? Is it you know, it's, Thursday it's night Jets versus Broncos? Not the best matchup, but Jets versus Broncos. Uh, I mean, I think the Jets have a good shot at going 0 16 this year. I'm going to go with the Broncos. They got Noah Fant. A little bit of quarterback trouble, but I think they'll be able to hold it hold it together. Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos too, just solely because of how. Awful, the Jets had. I made the Colts' defense look like a Pro Bowl defense. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we got the Saints versus Lions, Chargers, Bucks, Jags, Bengals, and Vikings, Texans, Seahawks, and Dolphins uh, for the 1 o'clock. We also got Steelers, Titans, and Browns, Cowboys, Cardinals, Panthers, and Colts, Bears, and... Ravens versus Washington. Wow, that's a lot of one o'clock games. All right, we'll start off with the Saints versus Lions. Who's winning that one? I think it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Who's yeah, yeah, we'll go with the Saints. It's gonna be the Saints, but you never know. The Lions are a team that you know could get streaky. They did just beat Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who were two and zero. Not saying that's a lot, but saying it's something. The next game: mm-hmm. Chargers Bucks. Mm, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers here. I just don't believe in 
Um, Justin Herbert has the Chargers quarterback quite yet, and I also don't believe that the Chargers have enough to beat the high-powered Buccaneers. Yeah, I agree. You know, Tom Brady, he's been playing well. He actually has played well pretty much the whole three games of the season. The further the season goes on, the better he'll play with the new wide receivers. And Justin Herbert is not – they're not going to be able to run the ball at all against that Buccaneers defensive line. So I'm going to have to go box in that game too. And Jags versus Bengals. This is an interesting game. It's very interesting. You know, Jags, Bengals. Who are you going to go with here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think Joe Burrow gets his first win. And uh, I think that T. Higgins pops off for the Bengals. And I think that Gardner Minshew is going to play decent. But with the poor offensive line, there's not much he can do. Yeah, I'm also have to go with the Bengals with Joe Burrow getting his first win as a rookie this year. Um, I'm hoping AJ Green gets a, a lot more targets. I don't, I can't really name any major Jaguars corners that they have there. Their team is just like in a major rebuild stage. So I believe they've got CJ Henderson at corner, but he's a rookie, so he's not going to be locking anyone up anytime soon. Yeah, so I'm hoping AJ Green has a good game this week, and we say the Bengals win. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. This is also an interesting game. Vikings, Texans, both teams 0-3, desperately looking for a win. I'm going to have to go Texans here. I just think the Texans are a better team. Yeah, I am going to go with the exact opposite. I'm going to go with the Vikings, but you can put whatever you want for the um, predictions that we do put together. I'm going to go with the Vikings here just because they've got the run game going. Dalvin Cook had a very good game, even though he fumbled last week. He still played very well. When both teams are mediocre, I'm always going to go with the better quarterback, and that is the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson. Kirk Cousins is just not – doesn't look the same ever since that. When I saw he had that 60-yard performance, that was awful. <laughs> All right, and we got Seahawks-Dolphins. I don't even think they have to talk about this one. It's a clear Seahawks victory. I think this one's going to be a blowout. Russell Wilson probably will throw for five touchdowns again, maybe. Maybe six. Who knows? Yeah, nothing more to be said. Steelers-Titans. This is probably the game of the week, in my opinion. Um, I would go with – I'm going to go with the Steelers on this one. I think Big Ben gets a big win. Um, Yeah, I think Juju is going to outperform A.J. Brown, and I think that James Conner is going to feast. I am probably going to have to go with Steelers, too, just because they have the better defense. Their offenses are pretty similar with running backs and wide receivers and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, with that Steelers defensive line, I don't think the Titans will be able to get their run game going. And That's basically the center of their offense, the play-action passes. So, yeah, I'm going to have to do the Steelers as well. And then we also have Browns-Cowboys. Hmm. That's an interesting game. I'm going to have to go with uh, both teams become even as the Cowboys defeat the Browns. I think think that they get Zeke going. I think they get Dak going. And I think that the defense finally finds a way to stop the run. I believe that they will be able to stop that run, even though it is a potent rushing game for the Browns. I just think that they're going to be able to put a bunch of guys in the box and stop it because Baker Mayfield's not going to be a good game. He's not going to have a good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys, too. I think they're going to bounce back after that shootout loss. But if Baker Mayfield can continue to game manage and throw for under 
under like 25 pass attempts a game and just keep handing it off to Chubb and Kareem Hunt. This game might go by very fast and be very interesting. Maybe a low-scoring game, which the Cowboys might have to pull at the very end. And we got Cardinals-Panthers. I don't really think this one's yeah, pretty close. I think Cardinals are going to easily win this one. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I don't know. Didn't the Panthers beat the Chargers this week? Last week? Yeah, but... Yeah, but the Panthers don't have McCaffrey. They really have a struggling defense. I, I, I'm going to stick with the Cardinals. Yeah, the Panthers almost lost, actually, on that on that hook and ladder. If Eckler had caught it, that would have been pretty yeah. cool, but he did not. Now, Colts-Bears, Colts Nick Foles, I assume, is going to be starting this week after his comeback win against the Falcons. But is it really that hard to come back against the Falcons? No, <laughs> no it's really not. Uh, I'm... This is a tough one. This is definitely this could either go either way. Uh I'm gonna have to go with the Bears. Yeah, I think the I, Bears I would, start off four now. Definitely I agree with that. I think that Khalil Mack's gonna get into Philip Rivers' face the entire game. And I also think that um Nick Foles is gonna have a hell of a game. I think he's a good quarterback and I think he's just gotta get in the right situation. He's an immobile quarterback, but he is pretty good. And then the final game on the 1 o'clock spot is Ravens-Washington. And this is the lock of the week. It's the a lock of the week indeed. The lock of the week. Ravens blow out the Washington football team. And the football team might still be atop that terrible NFC East division with a loss here. So who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Now as we move into the 4 o'clock game, so only three of them this week. we got Giants-Rams. I also don't think there's a question about this one. I think we're going to go Rams here. Yeah, Rams Rams in a blowout. Yeah, it really depends where the game's at. Because if, it, if it's at MetLife, you know, the turf there might injure half the Rams players and they might win. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Next game on the 4 o'clock slate is Bills-Raiders. Hmm. I'm going to have to go Bills here, but I definitely think it's going to be a close one. That Raiders offense played this at Sunday – did not look the same as it played last Monday against the Saints. But who knows? Maybe they'll have a bounce-back game after a blowout against the Patriots. Which they on the losing I would say the Bills game. as well. I would say the Bills as well, but I would not be surprised if the Raiders get get some momentum going and Derek Carr feasts and they blow them out. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Jacobs had 150 yards and the Raiders blow out the Bills in a shocking upset. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to run for anywhere against that Bills defensive line. But, yeah, we still have the Bills winning there. And then the final game is, this is America's game of the week. This is the best game of the week. Patriots versus Chiefs. Um, I already know what you're going to say. You're going to say Chiefs, but since I'm a Patriots mm-hmm. fan, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think Cam Newton has a different style of offense, and the Chiefs won't be prepared for it, and we will win. Three points. Well, I mean, this is a star-studded game, but I don't see the Patriots being able to stop the Chiefs' offense. So I think that yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout, but the Chiefs will win. Yeah, they've never been able to stop the Chiefs' offense. I don't think it will start next Sunday, and then we have Sunday night, which is it probably looked on paper like a good game, but now not so much with the Eagles 49ers. Uh, I think we're going to have to go with – actually, this is such an interesting game because there's so many injuries on the 49ers. But I think they're still going to win. Yeah, I think that they've, they're they a well-coached team. 
And I would say that the Eagles, they've got some dysfunction going on. Carson Wentz calling his own plays, doing his own thing. I don't like it. I think that Doug Peterson might end up going to to Jalen Hurts in the middle of this game if Carson Wentz continues to struggle. Yeah, they just got to figure out how to get a win because a, a win for them, they might – if they win, do they go to the top of the NFC East? Because they're one, no, it two, depends. one. It depends on what the rest of the division does, but that tie could – Turn into a win in the standings, you know, how that works. Yeah. And the final game of the week, Monday night, Falcons Packers. Um, I don't think there's any question on this one. I think it might be high scoring. I think the Falcons may potentially blow a like a three thousand point lead, but the Packers are definitely going to win this one. They're they've been rolling. Yeah, I don't see that Atlanta defense being able to stop Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and if Devontae Adams is back, then it's a lock for the Packers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Packers have been rolling. And on the final segment of today's show, the Zoo and Goo podcast, top 10 teams in the NFL right now. Let's start with Zoo here. What do you think the top 10 teams uh, are? Top 10. Well, sneaking in at the number one spot, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, obviously. Chiefs number one. Um, I think that... I think that you might want to give the Bills the Bills number two spot. I think the Seahawks come in at three, just because I like the Bills defense a little more than the Seahawks. Um, at four, I would go with the Steelers. I like the Steelers a lot. At five, I'll go with the Ravens, even though they did lose. I still think that they're one of the best teams in the league. Six, I'm going to go with the Patriots. They like the... Like the Ravens, they are 2-1, and one, but I still think they've got a hell of a team. I like at 7, I like the Titans. They've just, they, they, have, a, they have a formula for success over there. With 8, number 8, I'm going to go with the Rams, and then the Cardinals 9, and holding out that number 10 spot. I'm probably going to go with the Buccaneers. I think that they're probably the 10th best team in the league. Yeah. Uh... I have a very different list from you. I'm going to start at number 10. And as I'm saying this, the power rankings are coming out right now. But my number 10 team is the Tennessee Titans. But they did have five people, five players get the virus off the testing. So I don't know if they'll be playing this week. Uh, number nine, I have the Patriots. Definitely not top six or whatever you have them yet. But they're getting up there. I got the Buccaneers at eight. Still a slow-moving process, but they'll figure it out. Uh, number seven, Saints, only because they have more talent than the Buccaneers, but their quarterback is worse, and he's the checkdown master, but he is at number seven. The Steelers, I have them at number six because of that defensive line, and now since they have a semi-decent quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, despite his oldness, they've been able to figure it out, and they're 3-0, and they might be 4-0 and this week. Who knows? I got the Bills at number five, 3-0. and I'm not 100% in on the Bills yet, but but I do have them at number five just because of their defense and their coach and Josh Allen's improvement throughout the season. Number four, the Ravens, even though they lost this week, they did not. They're still 2-1, and one, and I still think they're the second-best team in the AFC East right now, unless the Bills can change my opinion some way. At number two, we have the Packers. I don't think you have the Packers on your I, list. Uh, I don't know what... 
what is wrong? With you, but Packers are definitely up there, and they're definitely the number one team in the NFC right now. But maybe we'll get a Packers Seahawks matchup this year. I'm not sure if they play, but if they do, that'd be one great game. Right now, I have the Packers barely edging out the Seahawks just because they have a better defense. And number one, of course, the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and they have endless amount of money signing all their star players. So who knows how they're going to figure that out. But I don't know. That's my top ten teams as of right now after week three. Seems I've forgotten about the Packers. Yeah, seems like Zoo has forgotten about the Packers, which is why he's fired. <laughs> all right, that is all for the Zoo and Goo podcast. Check in every Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern. See you next time. All right. Adios. See you.